Hi, you're listening to the Road to a Billion podcast. I'm your host, Stefan Georgi. Since 2011, I've sold over $700 million worth of products for both clients and my own companies. I've also founded or co-founded eight different businesses that have grossed between seven to nine figures in revenue. Today, I focus a lot of my time on teaching, training, and mentoring the next generation of freelancers and entrepreneurs. And that's why I created The Road to a Billion, a call-in radio show style podcast where I answer people's questions on mindset, business ownership, scaling funnels, copywriting, and more. If you want to submit a question, then check out the show notes to learn how, or visit me at stephanpaulgeorgi.com forward slash subscribe to opt into my email list. And every week, you'll get a link to join the live call-in show. And with that being said, let's go ahead and get started. Hey guys, this episode is especially value-packed. Stefan and co-host Ed Ray tag team to share a list of the 18 most common conversion-killing mistakes even A-list copywriters make. And you should avoid them if you want to take your copywriting game and offer to the next level. I hope you enjoy. All right, Ed, what, uh, who do we got next? Next up, we have the man, the myth, the legend, Jazz Courtenay. Jazz Courtenay. Yes, what are some of the most common mistakes you see coming up again and again in even good copywriters' copy? Oh, I got plenty of answers to that. What's up, Jazz? Yeah, me too. Yo, Stefan. Yeah, so pretty self-explanatory. Like, what are the patterns you notice just even in good copywriters? Yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go off, and then, Ed, you can, you can go after we can We can tag team it. But, um... Uh, headlines are like lazy or half-assed, like is pretty regular. Um, like they sort of go, they're weak headlines. Um, like they're not really specific. They may have written a great sales letter, but they sort of phone it in on the headline, which is a huge issue or mistake. Um, same thing with the lead, a lot of throat clearing in the lead, a lot of kind of several lines of copy that are not particularly like uh, compelling, curiosity, driving, uh, exciting, they put in. So for example, say you're it's a doctor who's sharing a weight loss breakthrough and it's like, you know, hey, I'm a doctor and I've you know, worked with a lot of people. Some people were, uh, you know, young and some were old. And, uh, but even though I met, worked with a lot of people, I was really surprised by what I discovered. It's something that is really surprising and different. And you'll probably be surprised when you hear about it. And you're like, what the, f-? you know, I just go right to this like, I never expected to discover the you know key to losing weight buried in like a desert sand treasure box in the sand of Morocco, um, and yet after spending three weeks with like barely any water, almost dying, um, that's exactly what happened. Or what you know, I mean, whatever it is, I'm just making up a random story. But the point is like just get right to it to the story or right into the emotional stuff. Um, starting in the action too when you tell a story, like start in the middle. Start like with the action, like. Get to get get into the action right away. Um, it's even good sales copywriters and copywriters um, kind of like again, kind of building up to this. But it's like start writing the action and then move back. We see that in Hollywood movies all the time. You see that the movie opens or the TV show starts, and like there's like the um, you know the hero being shot or like they're in a gunfight, like and then suddenly it rewinds back to the beginning, right? And that's what we should be doing in our sales letters. Um, there's like two movies on Netflix. I one of like Chris Hemsworth. Starts with him in the middle of like going from car to car. That super violent one, but it was like kind of cool. And then that new, there's some new Netflix one with um, the people who are like kind of immortal and can't die. And it literally starts with them all being shot and killed. Um, and like that, you know, Deadpool, I think did that the first Deadpool. Uh, so 
same thing in our, our copywriting. Uh, still, sometimes if they're not in RBC, not having a, a good mechanism is still an issue. Um, really having that dialed in. And then the last thing I'd say, and especially on info products, is that maybe all the other copies is super good and they don't make any of these mistakes, but then they get to the product reveal and they don't really sell the product. They sort of start meandering around. They sort of mention the product and then try and go right into like telling you you should buy it, but they don't actually tell you what the product is. It's not like what, um, like what do you get? Like I want, if I'm selling an info product, meaning like a digital product, an ebook, a guide, a course, like it needs to be where like I can envision myself, like even if I'm not gonna actually hold it in my hand, I can envision myself holding it in my hand. Like it's a package. I can take it, like, feel it, hold it. And I know exactly what these modules are, what I'm going to get, what, what is the outcome going to be? Like how many modules are there? Uh, so many times people just like get to the product and then they just get really lazy and they're like, yeah, and then there's the product and it's, um, it'll show you how to do this stuff. So anyway, like you should buy it. And it's like, what are you doing? You've got to like sell me on that product. Like make me be like, oh my gosh, I need to have this product. I need to own it. Um, I think it's super, uh, super vital, but are we all, everyone's mad that Gurleen's not here. She's probably on justice. You know, I forgive it. Gurleen's a pretty good, um, pretty loyal attendee of, of our road to a billion. And you know, Justin doesn't do a lot of live zoom. So I understand. And, uh, she's still part of the call. You guys don't worry. Don't worry. But Ed, I know, did you have anything you want to add to that? Um, yeah, there's actually quite a few things. I, Ooh. you covered, you covered most of the bases. Um, one thing for sure is assuming the prospect knows more than they actually do. Yes. Yeah, great one on like the curse of knowledge, which is like, imagine you're, you're talking to somebody. See, I, I'm, I'm using the curse of knowledge principle to explain the curse of knowledge principle because I don't assume you know what it means. So, <laughs> but basically it's like, imagine trying to explain copywriting to one of your family or friends. They just don't know what it is. You have to like explain it in very simple layman terms. Um, that's something a lot of copywriters forget to do. They just assume that a reader will know what this, the, the, the industry jargon is. Um, other thing is on the other side of that is talking condescendingly or talking down to their audience, like they're stupid or something. They do not want to feel uh, stupid. Also, um, focusing too much on the me, not so much on the you. Huge one. Although com compliant copy is a little different. Um, another huge one is not doing enough of the right research. So you you got good copy, but you're just a little bit off in your marketing because your research is off. That's a huge one as well. Um, another one is not reading their copy out loud, like before they submit it. So there's like flow issues, there's transition problems, and they, they transition too abruptly from one idea to another. And that's one thing I've struggled with for sure. Uh, Stefan's just writing these all down. Um, Dude, no, I've got, I've got more to add. You got my wheels turning. There's, I got at least two more I want to add in. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Um, definitely another one is not speaking to the prospect the way they want to be spoken to. Like for example, if someone's like, uh, you know, has serious health issues, you're not going to be like, Oh, you're going to die tomorrow. Like they don't want to hear that shit. I mean, this is how I do marketing. Maybe like I'm a more ethical marketer, but maybe I'm stupid. I don't know. Um, but I'd rather be like, you know what? This might be a problem right now, but there is hope. Right. Just talking into more because there's so much fear mongering out there. Like, just don't be a dick. Like, 
people's lives are shitty enough as it is. Don't make it worse. I know you have to, I know we have to push the pain to sell a product at some point, but like to help them, but within ethical reasons, but that's my approach. There's also Ed, like I, I kind of talk about, it's almost like I, I like this is not a PC way to put it, but it's whatever. But it's almost like the abusive like partner type thing where it's like if you're gonna beat them up, right? Then you come back after and you're like, oh, I'm sorry, like, but it's okay, baby, like, don't worry, right? And like, if, one thing that happens, like, if if with copy and writing like a lead or whatever, and if you're gonna kind of use fear or go negative and talk about pain and suffering, what I've seen even like really, really, really like I don't want to mention this person by name, but one of the absolute best copywriters in the world, and they had a, a thing that bombed and one of the reasons why is because they just kept making the prospect feel like shit for like for, for like a weight loss keto product so they just kept making the prospect feel like shit but they didn't ever then stop to be like but hey like it's okay and in fact i'm going to show you you know how things are going to be better in the future and they, i mean eventually they did when they got to the product but for the first you know 10 minutes 15 minutes it was just laying it on and for your as your prospect is viewing your sales letter your bsl video sales letter or they're reading it and if they're just constantly after a few minutes, like, why am I watching this? Why am I reading this? I don't want somebody just like, you know, A, if it's not about the prospect at all, then I'm like, I'm just hearing somebody complain and, and bitch for like five or 10 minutes. Like, I don't need that in my day. And if it's making me feel like crap, I'm like, why am I sitting here having someone just making me feel like crap? So it doesn't mean you can't kind of hit and, and kind of squeeze or poke pain points. But at the same time, you then want to kind of bring them back and be like, you know, but uh, don't worry, like, totally fine. It's not probably not even your fault. Like I'm going to show you how things are going to be better. And so I think that's a really good point you made, Ed. Um, yeah, I, I, more, got, I got, a few, I got a few more. Can I, I got two, two more. We do two more then you go back to yours. Okay. Okay. Go. go. We'll alternate. We're ta- it's it's okay. like a, yeah, we're, we're tag teaming jazz. Yeah. I mean, um, <laughs> not being repetitive enough. Like you actually should be repetitive, uh, especially with your mechanism or technical stuff. If you're doing something that's like scientific or about the brain or psychology, uh, and you explain like sort of something unique one time, um, like that's great, but then you need to remind them. So you look at it in my copy a lot. Once my, my spokesperson discovers like, uh, the real mechanism of the problem or solution, I'll then keep repeating it. And I'll be like, and, and, you know, and remember the real reason for the problem is X, Y, Z. And then a little bit later, so this does this, which is perfect. Cause as we've talked about, the problem is X, Y, Z. Like, I'll keep repeating it. You can't just mention like the, the real reason they're having a problem or even your solution one time and be like, they got this and keep going because like they don't, especially with like, long copy that's, you know, 6,000, 7,000, 8,000 words, or it's in a video sales letter and somebody's watching this video and then the dog comes in barking or they are, you know, they're, they get a phone call and their kid comes in screaming or wakes up from nap and they go away from the computer for five minutes, come back because they are really interested, but they missed your mechanism stuff. And now they're like, well, wait, I don't really know what's going on. So you like, right, you have to actually be repetitive. And even good writers aren't, they assume they've said, oh yeah, I've told them that once. They're, they're really wrapped to every word I'm saying, and that's not true. And then related to that is um, a really common one is just using big words, big sentences, and having poor readability. You see that a lot, where even really good writers will have these paragraph long sentences. But in reality, the average American adult reads at a seventh grade reading level. So when you're using a bunch of big words or you're writing really long sentences, there's like data about how after 10 or 12 words in a sentence, people's um, reading comprehension gets cut in half. And after like 20 words in a sentence, it goes to like less than 10% of Americans and adults can understand a sentence. So like, that's why I use so many ellipses, which people ask me about, like, why do you use so many ellipses? Why do you break up stuff? It really annoys some of the old school, like direct mail people. Uh, I think they really hate that I do it. 
but I do it because I'm trying to cut it up. So every line is just like no more than 10 words or so. Uh, that way I'm not losing people and they're not completely confused. So there's a few more for me. Ed Ray, tagging it back to you, brother. I got four. Um, so I'm just typing out. Uh, so not getting their copy reviewed by other copywriters that are better than them. That's a huge one. Uh, on the same note, not asking for data from clients in the copy. You have no idea how many people come to me. They're like, Ed, can you look at my copy? I'm like, this looks good. They're like, well, how can I make it better? I'm like, well, how well did it perform? You're like, I don't know. I'm like, ask your client, dude, like find out how your thing's doing. Uh, the number one thing is finding out how your copy actually does when you submit it to a client. Um, next one is when you're talking to your audience, sounding too similar to your competitors or like the industry, you want to not just like your overall messaging, but even your voice, how, it, um, how you come across should sound different. Um, or they don't do that. Another one is talking to a sophisticated audience in an unsophisticated way. I'm not saying using like crass words and stuff, but like if somebody's already heard about, um, I don't know, the amazing healing effects of keto and they've already been through all that stuff and they, it's not worked for them, they don't want to hear about it again. It's like, oh, I've heard these claims before. I've heard this mechanism before. And like the, these are the same cheesy promises, you know, 12 other people just promised me for like my VSL, like the, on, on the VSLs I watched last week. Like, how is this any different? Um, so that's really crucial, just how you talk to them um, and how you address them and just being different from your industry. Yeah. So, Ooh. Jazz, is that enough for you? You want more? <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, that was, that was perfect. Like someone said in the comments, you should totally take this clip and just make that a video, just the common copywriting mistakes. That was me. Yeah. Uh, oh. <laughs> oh, that was you. well either way yeah totally gonna do that totally make purpose. that a bonus for rnbc man yeah i mean plus this actually put on my podcast but yeah either one um jazz thanks for that question that really got the wheels turning there yeah thank you for the answers of course uh michael what you, said i also like to casually bring up an idea to someone i know is in the market and if they seem shocked i use that in a headline or in the body yeah i like mm. that michael that's a good idea too yeah. um like I always, cause even with the mechanism stuff and the big idea stuff, it's something where you can go and explain that to somebody else in like one or two sentences and they immediately get it. So you're like, um, you know, the Pimsleur stuff, like I talk about that language learning Pimsleur method and for, uh, Chris Adad wrote that letter and it's like the idea of why is it so easy for a child to learn a language, but so hard for an adult? Well, children learn by like listening and adults learn by speaking. You actually need to listen to learn the language. That's like, um, the way we teach you. And you're like, oh, wow. Okay, that makes sense. It's a great paradoxical question, right? Why is it that a child can learn and an adult can't? But then once you hear that, you like want to go tell other people about it. You're like, oh, do you know? You know, Oh, you're taking, you're trying to learn German or French or whatever. Like, you're having trouble. Oh, you know, I actually watched a video about this, right? People want to be able to go out and like provide solutions. So if they feel like now they know something that other people don't and they can tell others and help others, then you have a really good kind of mechanism and big idea um, for your, for your sale marketing materials, so. All right, that's just about it for today. Before we finish though, let me share a little bit more about how you can stay in touch with me. I have a private email list where I share high level tricks, strategies, and insights about copywriting, entrepreneurship, mindset, and more. 
In fact, often my podcasts are based on topics I first emailed out to my list weeks or even months earlier. So if you want to get brand new stuff from me every single day, go to stephanpaulgeorgi.com forward slash subscribe. These emails are often upwards of a thousand words and I send them every day. So make sure you really can commit to engaging with me on that level. But as long as you can, and you should, because I do drop a ton of value in these emails, go apply to join my list today. And again, the web address is stephanpaulgeorgi.com forward slash subscribe. And in case you don't know how to spell my name, which is okay, it is S-T-E-F-A-N, Paul, and then my last name is georgi, G-E-O-R-G-I.com. So stephanpaulgeorgi.com forward slash subscribe, and I will see you in my email list.